0: listener production. Why did lithium miner lake resources plummet 20%?
1: And what does a fall in petrol prices mean for interest rates?
0: Good afternoon, I'm Laura. I'm Craig. It's Monday the 19th of June. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well Craig, a very solid start to the week.
1: Yes, it's very encouraging, isn't it? It is. Very encouraging, the, the winning streak goes into how many days now?
0: Continues. We're at six days now. So that's our longest winning streak in over two months. So it was like end of May, beginning of April that we had a winning streak like this. It was actually eight days. So let's see if we can even beat that record. And it was a little bit surprising today, though, because we did have a bit of a softer end to the week over on Wall Street. But then our futures were pointing down this morning or flat. And then we ended up lifting 0.6 of a percent, two thirds of one percent.
1: Yeah, encouraging. I, I think part of it is due to the fact that Chinese stimulus is, or a package of Chinese stimulus measures is still expected. And um, tomorrow, Tuesday, we're, we're likely to get a fall in interest rates from China when they come out with their, their fixing. So, um, yeah, hopes you know, for mm. stimulus and, and China can come in on the white horse and get the global economy moving.
0: Be the winner of the day. But we got some updates on petrol prices today as well.
1: Yes, petrol prices uh, fell in the latest week and uh, now they're well and truly below what we saw a year ago. So, in May of last year, we were paying around about $2 a litre. This May, it was 175.6 cents a litre. So, down around about 25 cents a litre. What we're paying at the moment is around about $1.85. In June of last year, it was 205 So, something like 10%, 12% that we're paying less than what we were paying yes, a year ago that will translate into lower inflation rates, lower annual rate of inflation. And if we can get that inflation rate down, locked in at lower levels, then we can start to address inflationary expectations. Um, It's good news for for everyone, you know, sort of concerned if we can get that inflation rate down. That's what they've been pushing for. So, yes, the fact that the petrol price is falling at an annual rate, and yes, it is very, very encouraging for inflation and for interest rates.
0: It is, and it definitely helps my pocket as well since I'm driving into work every day. Again, today, the market ended at its highest level since the 1st of May. We saw nine of the 11 sectors lifting. It was only the mining and energy space that posted declines. We saw coal miners under pressure. New Hope was down in the order of about 5.7. Whitehaven Coal was also down. But gold stocks managed to be a bright spot in the materials sector. Looking at retailers, they were broadly doing well today or they broadly did do well today and healthcare lifted the most today after being the only sector to decline last week and this was mainly helped by CSL which is the biggest player in the healthcare space as it recoups some of those losses from last week. We saw financials lifting almost 1% as well. In terms of company news, though, it was definitely much more quiet today. We're, we've been having a few quiet days, but I think today might have been the most quiet of all in terms of company news.
1: Yes, and um, really, we'll start off with the biggest decliner in terms of the ASX 200 today. Lake Resources down 20% today. Mm. Well,
0: it wasn't only the ASX 200. It was actually the worst performer on the all ors as well. So the top 500. So that's how badly it did.
1: How badly it did, yes. <laughs> Um, it's a lithium producer. It's got the Cachi um, project in, in Argentina. Now, that's been delayed by up to six years. It had planned to produce something like 50,000 tonnes of lithium by 2024. Now they're talking about 2030 that that will occur. The battery-grade lithium carbonate you know, is likely to come out by 2027, but disappointment for, for investors, and uh, they mark down the shares. Yep,
0: yeah, 20% decline there today. And they also are guiding for significantly higher costs than previously planned as well. So yes. not good news all around. We also heard from PointsBet today. They provided an update on the sale of its U.S. business to an American company called DraftKings. It's a fantasy sport and sports betting company. I'm definitely not in the in the know about these sorts of companies. I don't do betting and I don't do sports. So sorry, guys. <laughs> I, know, I know that's not good news. Um, I know we're all sports fans, but I'm um, definitely not. But anyway, back to this. So um, they provided an update on this sale of the US business for 195 million US dollars. So they got the offer on Friday, and now the Sports Bet Board has reviewed the offer and is happy to start talking to DraftKings to see where it leads.
1: Yeah, this was a late bid on Friday by DraftKings, and mm. they're topping the $150 million bid by the Florida based Fanatics. Mm. So, um, uh, something for for the shareholders to consider. Now let's go to uh, Abacus and Abacus uh, Property Group uh, announced their successful completion of an institutional equity raising. Now this raising is part of a proposal to destaple the Storage King assets to create a Storage King REIT real estate investment trust.
0: And just on that destapling, that basically means that they're going to list the uh, the Storage King company on on the ASX by itself.
1: Yes, that's right. So yes. you'll have a uh, pure play a s- in terms of the, the storage, you know, sort of company. Yeah.
0: A separate uh, listing, yes.
1: Now, the uh, equity raising, $225 million. The The inst- institutional bidders, you know, sort of will provide $191 uh, million mm-hmm. of, of that. And now we've got a retail offer. So the retail offer goes from the 27th of June to the 27th of July. What we're talking about is the um, self-storage facilities, $3.1 billion will be the estimated uh, value of mm. the Storage King REIT, and it will have something like 112 self-storage facilities. The expectation is for the new REIT to list on August the 1st.
0: There we have it. So keep your eyes peeled for that. The other thing I noticed with them is they announced their dividend today, which kind of got lost in in all the other news. It was 9.4 cents to be paid to eligible shareholders on the 31st of August. And this is the biggest dividends they've paid since September 2008, over 14 years ago.
1: Yeah, Abacus up uh, 5.8% today after that announcement.
0: All good news around. And InvoCare... This one, back in mid-May, this is a funeral services company. They got an offer from TPG Capital Global to take over all of its shares. InvoCare rejected the offer. There's been a bit of back and forth, and today InvoCare announced it's now extending the due diligence and exclusivity period, so... TPG Capital Global can continue taking a look under the bonnet, as they say, so they can move closer to making a deal. They've got another two weeks until the the 3rd of July, so keep your eyes peeled to see what's to come here. And we saw IVC, which is InvoCare, lift just a fraction today.
1: Now, Karoon Energy, it's come out with a degree of guidance in terms of its Bounder facility and... uh The expectation is now that the amount of barrels per oil that will be achieved this uh, financial year will be between 7 and 7.1 million. It had previously estimated between 7 and 7.7 million barrels. So the lower end of the the guidance range, Korean Energy up in the order of 1.5% today.
0: Woolworths was another one. It was up 2.4% after a target price upgrade. We talk about these a lot, basically what they expect the price to be around 12 months down the track. That's just an analyst estimate. Of course, it's not definitely true, but it could be. We don't know. But we've getting been getting a lot of these broker upgrades and downgrades, and we've been seeing a lot of movement in share prices based on that. I guess maybe that's in um, because we're not seeing so much company news, we're noticing it more. They're definitely there all the time, but um, definitely some price movements based on these.
1: Yes, uh, the brokers. Yes, they're active around the place. You know, mm. sort of having a good look under the bonnet of you know, mm-hmm. for the companies and determining yes, you know, sort of what what value should be ascribed.
0: Now looking ahead to the rest of this week, it's a lot quieter. Goodness me, uh, last week was a massive week. We had a lot of things happening. This week much quieter, um, but we. Definitely have things to look forward to. So tonight, US markets will be shut for Juneteenth public holiday?
1: Yes, National Independence Day for for the end of slavery in the United States. Now, it's been celebrated by African-Americans for for quite some time. Uh, But President Biden two years ago signed in law that there would be a public holiday uh, on on this date. So that's why the financial markets will, will be closed
0: which means we don't have the US markets to lead us into tomorrow. So we've got European markets, of course, but we don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow now. So we'll we'll keep our eyes out for that. Tomorrow as well, Reserve Bank. We're getting their minutes from the last meeting where they hiked rates by 25 basis points. And we've also got a couple of speeches happening.
1: Yeah, Christopher Kent will be involved in a panel discussion and uh, the Deputy Governor, Michelle Bullock, will be speaking on achieving full employment. Certainly... That is a major achievement that the, the Reserve Bank has um, has achieved. We've got um, the central bank uh, chi- chair over in the United States, the Federal Reserve Chair, uh, Jerome Powell. He'll be speaking on Wednesday to the House of Representatives hearing and then on Thursday to the Senate. We've got the Bank of England deciding interest rates uh, also on Thursday. We've got the Bank of Norway you know, so deciding mm-hmm. interest rates as well. All the central banks are out could be as much as uh, 50 basis points from both institutions. So the central banks are still well and truly uh, fighting inflation. Uh, The other um, small matter that occurs on Tuesday is the loan prime rate fixing that comes out of China. Uh, We did see a cut in interest rates last week from China. We're likely to see another 10 basis points for for this fixing. So this is a bit more stimulus, and uh, we are waiting with bated breath to see whether... There will be broader measures from from China in terms of stimulating their economy and getting their economy going at a faster pace.
0: Which is very important for us because, as we always say, if you listen to our podcast, they're our biggest trade partner. What happens there impacts us and they impact commodity prices, which impacts our miners and energy stocks. So very important to keep up to date with what's happening there. So we did say it's a quiet week, but that doesn't mean there's not still plenty on. So a lot to look forward to, and we'll chat with you again tomorrow.